Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And here we are with episode 35. How are you all? Uh, Just before I get started on uh, this week's topic, I just wanted to give you all a bit of an update about what's going on with me. I'm still learning to unwind. It's um, not a natural state of being for me. Uh, So I have done a stupid thing and filled up loads of time with loads of social engagements, which Spirit have pointed out to me is not really the point not really what they wanted me to do. Um, so uh, I'm still demonstrating and I'm still doing a bit of in-person teaching. I just finished uh, starting with Spirit 2 that I was teaching online last weekend. So I only finished uh, readings last week. Thursday was my last reading. So I'm just waiting to see what happens as I surrender into this space, surrender into this energy and see who I am without all the pressure I was putting on myself and uh, yeah so I did a demonstration in person last Thursday 
And uh, I think that went pretty well, actually. It was probably the first time that the day after I could say to myself, that was okay, without just pulling it apart and wanting it to be something more magnificent. And that is the biggest problem, I think, that I have to deal with, is just that need to push myself to to be better to keep striving and it's that balance within mediumship for knowing that there's so much more available to you but learning to be happy with where you are and not control it so it's very very difficult Um, but because I wasn't coming at that demonstration completely exhausted and at breaking point I did enjoy it uh, a lot more so there's lessons coming thick and fast and I am learning who I am now so that's that bit and then uh, last night I uh, went to see uh, the great Tony Stockwell demonstrate in Folkestone we were very lucky that he came so close so that was really exciting and um, it was really interesting to me I mean you can't fail to enjoy watching Tony demonstrate he's just such a wonderful person But it got me really thinking about uh, mediumship and expectations and, you know, Tony's very open about it not always going the way that you want it to. It, You know, sometimes as a medium, you think you're exactly right and the audience are telling you you're not. And uh, it was really good to see somebody else talking about that and saying that so that was really really good and then uh, because I had so much to think about after watching him I've had the worst night's sleep ever because I've been up all night processing thinking digesting and understanding and what I wanted to talk to you guys about today is what makes a good medium what do we think makes a good medium and this is the fascinating thing because All of you listening will have a different idea of what makes a good medium. And it's only as I've worked with so many clients and done so many different readings and so many demonstrations that I have realised that you can't please everybody, but you can't please everybody not because you shouldn't have to please everybody and my impossible expectations on myself, but also some people don't really know what they want and some people do know what they want and it's not actually possible for you to bring forward things the way that they want. So there is a sentence in there guys, I promise. So um, you will probably have heard me say on this podcast, people that come to readings with uh, shopping lists of or, or passwords, oh, when someone comes and they said it's okay, I just have a password or you you tell them that you can't bring through whatever you know necessarily what they would want you tell them that you know you are basically playing energetic charades with the spirit world and you you're doing the best that you can and you the best thing is to have no expectations and just see if what is said is true rather than holding out for something and you still always get people at the end that say I'm really surprised though that if that was my granddad you didn't say racing pigeon because I really thought you would say that and I asked him to say racing pigeon before you got there and you just go and of course sometimes you you are able to do that and sometimes you're not so just for those of you that may not have heard me explain this before 
Um, when you are a medium, what you are doing is you are receiving the energy from the spirit world with the information contained therein. And you may receive that information as an image. You may receive that information as something you hear. More often than not, when we talk about hearing, we mean hearing your own voice in your own head, not hear from an external source. But sometimes, of course, you do get external. Not, I've never had it for a full link, but uh, you know what I mean. Uh, sometimes you will feel it. Sometimes you will smell it. You will taste it. And sometimes you will just know it and we call these all different types of clair clairvoyant being the most famous of the clairs and that is you know seeing pictures so um, there's so many different clairs and different ways of working and actually if you look up clairvoyant on wikipedia i do believe it says predicts the future which is not what i believe it means so anyway so we're receiving that information now my personal view and apologies if I've said this before, but my personal view is that the spirit world know what the sitter wants to hear. They know that. They know what you are looking for when you come for a reading. However, they are limited by what us as the mediums are able to receive. So they are limited by my brain, my expectations, my mood, my emotions, my energy. And so they are trying to work within the confines of my mind, the things that I understand, the things that I know, the things that I've experienced that I will be able to use my own points of reference for to be able to share with you. And that's where the problem is, because so many people come and expect their loved ones to bring through something really specific that I might not actually be capable of receiving. And so this is always a problem with mediumship is that kind of expectation and your own expectations of what you want. So there's that. That's all going on on one side here. And of course, there's different experiences when you go to see a medium. So if you are thinking of having a reading or thinking that you want to make contact with a loved one, let's phrase it that way, you need to really think about the kind of reading, the kind of experience that you want. So I would always say to you, if you want to hear from a loved one and you are desperate for a message and desperate to, the, to know that they're okay, don't seek that validation from a demonstration setting. So a demonstration is when there's a group of people and the medium is on a stage, we call it platform, and they are showcasing their, their um, connection to the spirit world for everybody to watch. But if you really need a message, book a one-on-one -on -one with a medium, because then you are guaranteed to hear from somebody in the spirit world except for the exceptions where the medium may not be able to connect or something like that, which does happen. Um, it's only happened to me once, thankfully, but it does happen on occasion where you're just not able to get through um, a spirit for that person because of what's going on with your own energy. But if you really, really want a message, that's what you should be doing. You should be booking a one-on-one -on -one reading. If you are interested in mediumship overall, and you want to see mediums work and like I just said at the beginning all mediums work differently and I think the only way to work out what you like 
is to go and see lots of different mediums, then go to a demonstration. But don't go with the expectation that your loved ones will be able to come through. Because I normally demonstrate now to um, an audience of between 40 and 50 people. Tony last night, it must have been 200. Okay, so everybody's going, everybody wants to hear from their loved ones, everybody's going through something stinky that they want validation on, everybody's there going, is it for me, please let it be for me. So you can't come to a demonstration with an expectation that you will hear from somebody because everybody's going with that expectation and of course it's not possible. I mean if Tony has done 200 links last night we'd still be there now and I'd be tired and possibly a little fidgety. I don't think I could watch it for that long, even though I love him. So if you are really wanting a one-on-one reading, then of course, that's what you should go for. If you are wanting to hear from somebody that you love, that's what you should go for. But of course, it's hard, isn't it, to find the right medium for you if you haven't watched them work. So There's a message in here somewhere, guys. I hope you're following me. Essentially, what I'm saying in a very roundabout way, I did just eat an entire bar of sea salt and caramel chocolate, so I think it's made me a bit scatty. But essentially, what I'm saying is, go to your demonstration with the point of view of seeing how that medium works. And if you like how they work and they do offer one-on-one readings, then book a one-on-one reading with them. Does that make sense? Now... Here's where it gets really interesting, because I think that the attributes needed for a good medium for a one-on-one reading are different than a demonstrating medium. So um, let's look at one-on-one readings, first of all. Now, in my opinion, and of course, I'd love to hear your feedback. I always love to hear your feedback. So let me know what you think uh, makes a good one-on-one reading. But for me, I think they come from a place of healing. So that medium should want to help you, should want you to be changed by being able to work with you. And ideally, as you you know, I've been uh, spiritually slapped with this recently, um, not be money-orientated. And people kept telling me that that was wrong about me, but actually I think that's right. Um, You don't want to have a reading from somebody who's got eight clients in one day because they're not in the right energy. They're, They're already four steps ahead thinking, I've got to keep maintain this connection for this amount of time. I've got to keep going. I've got to keep going. And of course, there are some exceptions to this rule who would do this brilliantly. But generally speaking, I would only ever do two a day on an ongoing basis and actually I leave when I do appointments I leave uh, between 45 minutes and an hour between appointments so that if somebody gets upset or if somebody wants to take a moment to share some memories with me of the loved one that's come through I've got the time to do that so for me good mediumship one-on-one comes from a healing perspective because I think most people if they want to make contact with a loved one in spirit they want to do it for a healing reason and if you're doing it from a healing perspective you have to be there to support them with whatever comes up for them emotionally following their reading 
So that would be the most important thing to me. Obviously, you need to be um, a good orator. You need to be good at talking if you want to be a medium. Um, More so for demonstrating, but we'll cover that later. But I do think on -on one-on-one readings also, if you can't maintain eye contact or good body language with somebody, if if you're working online and you can't stand looking at your own face. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. On Zoom, that's going to be throwing you out of your power before you even get to working with a sitter. So this is just personal stuff. This is just dealing with your own things. And this is why I always say um, mediumship journey, we think it's about going externally and connecting to the spirit world. And we always find out it's about going in and dealing with ourselves. Do you like you? Because certainly if you're working online, you are going to be faced with your own face a lot the way that you deliver things, the way that you see things. Um, On a practical note, for all mediumship, I think it's really good to have a vocabulary, a good vocabulary, Um, because it's good to be able to uh, say things in different ways so that people can understand things in different ways. And I might have said this before, but I I did a reading once for a guy online and um, his grandfather came through and I said, your grandfather's mischievous. And he said, no. And I said, really? I'm really getting a really cheeky, naughty energy from him. Feels really mischievous. And he said, no, no, sorry, no, that's not my granddad. And I sat with that spirit and they showed me playing tricks on the grandmother, winding people up, being a bit naughty. And when I relived all of these energies and said can you but you can see this and you know he played tricks and you know he liked to move things that belong to your nan and you know he liked to wind people up oh yes I understand that oh yes I understand that so it was purely the use of the word mischievous that put that sitter off so as a medium you have to be able to turn to your arsenal of vocabulary to work through a different way of interpreting it so that you can get that information accepted by your sitter I hope this makes sense So that's really, really important. Um, Please, for the love of God, uh, tidy up your background. Get your house looking nice. The number of mediums I see working online that have got their washing drying in the background or something. Have have some standards, people. Um, And that's all to the to the side of it although actually as I'm saying this spirit are reminding me that standards are really really important 
Um, you are a professional when you're working as a medium. If you want to be a good medium, I think that's important. So holding yourself accountable, taking the time to look back at recordings, look back at your work and critique it for yourself on how you can deliver things better, how you can say things better. I mean, I listen to every single one of these podcasts afterwards and then go, oh, I don't like that and I don't like this and I don't like that. But I learn and I evolve and I grow. And I do try generally, I know the last one was a bit of a disaster, but to just record these in one go and if I make a mistake, I make a mistake. I don't give you a polished, scripted podcast. I sit here and I open my mouth and I know roughly what I want to talk about and we see where it leads us, working with me and spirit to get what needs to get out there out. So I think those kind of things are important um, to covered it from a caring perspective I just think is so crucial it's not about making money just as if your grandmother stopped me in the local shop and said can you tell my granddaughter that I'm well and just say hi to her for me and let her know you've seen me I wouldn't say go and see the granddaughter and say that's 25 quid please. Um, Of course, mediums should be paid for their time. Of course, if you want to, um, you know, get a good reading, that medium will have invested a lot of money and time in getting to the standard that they need to be to be able to work with the public, Um, but they shouldn't be holding you hostage for it, okay? So uh, those are things that I think are really important. Um, You know, likability, being warm, um, being friendly, being approachable. Nobody wants a reading from somebody that looks like they've just trodden dog's poo, do they? <laughs> um, and of course, you know, none of us are perfect and there is no requirement from the spirit world to be perfect. I'm very aware of how human, humanly imperfect I am on so many levels. But there is something about striving to be the best representative for the spirit world that you can be and trying to be kind and trying to be thoughtful and trying to help, I think, are important attributes. So kindness, communication, clarity. People need to be able to understand what you're saying. It's not rumbling all your evidence because nobody will understand what you're saying and that'll be a really rubbish reading. Um, so those kind of things, I think, are, are really important for both varieties. And of course, as you know, you have to be resilient. You have to accept no's. You have to work through your own fear. You have to be brave because I waited for ever to um, know that I was ready to not be afraid anymore and I'm still afraid now. I'm still petrified every single time. Whether it's a one-on-one reading or a group reading, it's still scary. So you have to be willing to work in that energy. You have to be willing to face that fear and carry on anyway. So that's really, really important, I think. Now, when we look at a demonstrating medium, what do I think makes a good demonstrating medium? Well, for me, the number one thing is that they have to be entertaining. Because although may the odds be always in your favour, forever in your favour, I've just messed up, you know what I mean, from the Hunger Games. Um, But 
although the chances of going to a demonstration, the chances are really slim that you're going to get a reading. Really, really slim. Don't go with the expectation of going to get a reading. Go with the expectation of watching. And if you accept that, then what's left? What's left is watching somebody on a stage communicate with somebody else in the audience and simultaneously communicate with somebody you can't see. And if they're droney and boring and monotonous, then it's really going to be a long night when you watch them. So for me, they should be entertaining, not ridiculous, but entertaining, funny, engaging, a a natural rise and fall in the way that they speak, uh, bringing the audience in along on the journey with them, sharing that stuff. Of course, you have to be good at speaking. um, You have to be confident. I really, to be a platform medium, you need to be comfortable on a stage. And if you're not comfortable talking to a room of people, then I would address that before you try and work on your mediumship. So of course you still get nervous. Of course I still get nervous. I get asked to do, um, in fact, my uh, brother and his fiance have just asked me to do a reading at their wedding. I, I've done quite a few readings at weddings and things like that because I'm, an, I'm good at talking to a group and I'm confident and I'm happy to do it. So aside from the connecting to spirit bit, you have to be able to talk to a room of people. If you can't talk to a room of people, you're not going to be any good on platform. So the first thing I would do is do that. I would join a local amateur dramatics group. I would do a self-confidence course. I would learn to address the room. I would speak to people before you even worry about connecting to spirit and holding that connection to spirit simultaneously while you address the room. The other thing I think is really important, actually on both aspects, is, I know I said earlier, earlier, a willingness to be wrong. It's a willingness to accept that in the moment, your sitter might have forgotten or might be panicked. I know that when I think a message is for me, my heartbeat triples, quadruples, I get really panicky, I flush, I get really nervous, and I've never actually had a message in a demonstration, so they're never for me. (laughs) But when it starts, and I think that they might be, I get ever so panicked. And in that panicked state, you can't expect people to remember everything. And the number of people, whether it's been a one-on-one reading or a demonstration, have come up to me afterwards and said, oh my goodness, I'd forgotten about this. I'd forgotten about that. Um, And that's okay because everybody does that. Everybody gets stage fright in the audience when the medium comes to them. But I see some mediums out there who are almost, uh, dare I say, a little aggressive with the way they ram it down someone's throat. And that I really don't like. Um, Kindness again, be kind. I would far rather look like I was wrong in front of a room of people then force somebody to take um, a piece of evidence that they can't in that moment and make their panic worse. Again, what is the purpose of mediumship? I think it's to heal. Yeah, it's to prove the continued existence of the human spirit, but it's also to heal and give hope and give love to people. And nobody ever received love or healing from being belittled because they can't remember something in the heat of the moment. Um, It's a bit like asking somebody to add something up. 
while you stand there watching them. We get panicked, don't we? You could add it up fine if you were on your own and you could take your time, but with people watching you, it's harder. It's the same thing. That's what I think anyway. So as the medium, I think you have to have broad enough shoulders to be able to go, okay, well, I'm still seeing it the same. And of course we can get things wrong, but I've gone back to them. I've double checked that and I'm still seeing that. So I'll leave that with you and perhaps it will pop in later rather than, well, I think you do know, <laughs> honestly, the things I've seen. So uh, that a willingness to be wrong, even when you know you're right, I think is very important, especially in a platform scenario, because every, all eyes are on you. If you've got 50 people and somebody's saying no, but you know you're getting it. Funnily enough, on Thursday, um, and this is an interesting example of this, actually, I was working with a lady and... Uh, her grandfather was talking to me about a Christmas decoration. And I, this is the weird thing. If you said to me, well, what are you seeing, Hannah? I would say it's red and it's the Christmas decoration, but I just know that. That's all I know. I'm not seeing it. I just know it's a Christmas decoration. I know it's red. And then I knew it was delicate. That was all I knew. And um, she couldn't place it. And she messaged me afterwards to say it's a Ponsettia. Uh, that she has a cutting from her grandfather's poncettia that she'd just been given. So she placed it afterwards. But I was perfectly happy to to get that wrong, to, to look like I was wrong in front of that audience because I knew it was a Christmas decoration, I knew it was red, I knew it was delicate, but that was all I knew. And she couldn't place it and that was fine. She could afterwards, so it was good. And of course, sometimes... They can't place it afterwards and that's fine. Sometimes things pop into your head ages later and you go, oh my goodness, I've just, I've just realised what that is. So um, I think that's really, really important. Now, I've got one eye on the clock here because I've been listening to Abraham Hicks podcasts and uh, one of the things I really like about Abraham Hicks podcasts is that they're short. So I think I'm going to stop here because we're 26 minutes in and what I will do is I will record another podcast where we talk about what makes good evidence. How does that sound to you? Hopefully good. So um, message me what you think makes a good medium. Because I'd, I'd love to hear your comments. Um, it's podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk, podcast at hannahmedium.co.uk, or you can find my Facebook page, Mediumship Matters, and uh, pop a comment on there. But let's get this conversation going. What do you think is important if you're going to be a medium? I'm sure I've forgotten loads of things. It's all that chocolate. And I will catch up with this um, on episode 36. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.